Welcome to the Hustle Class Podcast. We have a quick disclaimer. All material presented within Hustle Class LLC is not investment advice, but for educational purposes only. Trading involves risk and you are solely responsible for your investment decisions and assume the entire risk of any trading you choose to undertake. Owners of Hustle Class LLC and its representatives are not registered as security broker dealers or investment advisors, either with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority. Please utilize a registered investment or financial advisor to make any financial decisions. If you choose to invest without seeking advice from such an advisor or entity, then any consequences resulting from your investments are your sole responsibility. By utilizing Hustle Class LLC in our content, you are indicating your consent and agreement to our disclaimer. What's good? What's good? What's good? It is good to be back. Um, You know, Hustle Class Podcast, welcome. Um, Last week, I took a little break, took a little vacay, had to clear my head, had to, you know, travel a little bit. But I'm back and, you know, I'm back at it again with another one, as I like to say. Um, Yeah. So Hustle Class, man, what can we talk about today? So today is Wednesday. And um, the first thing I want to talk about is the most obvious thing that happened at the end of the day in the stock market. GameStop and AMC ran for the hills once again. I mean, literally, I saw GameStop at $50, and I think right now it's sitting at like $150. Like, that's just like, by the end of the day, like from like 3 p.m. to like, you know, market close, 4 o'clock, and then after hours. It's ridiculous. But, you know, they said um, GameStop and AMC had to spin the block. They had to come back and, you know, handle more business. So I'm interested to see how this plays out. Um, I was focused on um, the S&P 500. I didn't really look to involve myself in GameStop and AMC. Um, You know, I'm trying to be more disciplined um, with the stock market and things like that. So um, even though the player would have yielded me great results, um, my my current market mindset didn't really fit with the GameStop YOLO. Um, So, yeah, that's that um on that um but i know a couple people got into it i'm happy that they did we'll see what the results look like implied volatility is going to be ridiculous so that's going to make premiums super expensive which is great um for people um uh, depending on the type of spreads that they have um and the spread is the difference between like the bid and the ask price on a um on any stock or option or anything like that Um, Yeah, so that's the first point. Um, Another one is we had five red days of SPY, and so SPY came down and it hit one of the uh, moving averages. I think it hit the um, 50-day, I think I had it at, Um, the um, 50-day, or 20, but I want to say it's 50, but it could be 20. Um, But it hit one of those moving averages, exponential moving averages, and then, you know, kind of mooned. So I, I made a lot of good money on SPY today. I'm excited for that. And I also averaged down on some of my positions, which I'll talk about later, so I could give y'all some gems and some game on stuff that I'm looking at. Um, so that'll be later. Now, one crazy thing that I got involved with this last week is NBA Top Shot, right? A lot of people don't know what NBA Top Shot is, so let me explain it, right? So NBA Top Shot basically uses this thing called a, an NFT. And y'all might ask me, what is an NFT, right? So an NFT is a non-fungible token, right? It's a type of like like crypto token, um, which represents something unique and is established sort of like within blockchain. Um, So 
you know, it's, it's a use case for blockchain. If you guys remember, when I was talking about Bitcoin, I was saying that the reason why you might not want to buy it on Robinhood is because you don't really own it. When you buy Bitcoin on Robinhood, it's kind of like, you know, just numbers on a screen. You don't really own it. You can't really use it for anything. You can just watch it go up or down on your app and then withdraw it um, for cash, right? When you have a crypto wallet, like an atomic wallet or like a Coinbase wallet or a uh, Binance wallet, what you can actually do with these coins um, and cryptocurrencies is enact transactions. You can buy and sell things on the web or on the internet. And, you know, if you have your, um, you know, a cold wallet, which is like one that's contained on a drive, you can actually like, you know, take it places and do those and, and do transactions there, right? Um, so, you know, it, it, it's used for transactions. Um, so a use case for crypto is within blockchain. And, you know, this sort of NFT, which, um, like I said, uses blockchain and crypto to sort of make an authentic um, an authentic and digital like code claiming ownership over any particular piece of art or anything that you find online, right? So an NFT is a form of blockchain which utilizes crypto properties to, you know, establish ownership. You know, if me and you both say our name is Jermaine or our domain name is Google.com, right, on the Internet, something like an NFT would establish, okay, who is really the person who actually owns that domain? Right now, we on the Hustle Class podcast, right? If I, It's kind of like getting um, an LLC for something or trademarking or copywriting something. Like once I do that, it establishes me as the owner um, of whatever it is. But instead of people getting something like that and like writing with lords and things like that, they simply get it on a blockchain because once you have that, it's kind of like unchanged. Like you can't really take it away from somebody, if you know what I mean. You can't really take ownership. Ownership is solidified in whoever owns that blockchain, right? So I got into NBA Top Shot, which utilizes this sort of structure so that you can buy and sell NBA highlights um, on the internet. And you might say, why would I want to buy and sell an NBA highlight, right? So think about it this way, right? A lot of people in the audience are not this old, but a lot of people who have been in here for a while used to do who've been on the earth for a while, used to do this thing um, with playing cards. And you used to trade playing cards and own like a playing card set, which, you know, you, you revere and you hold near and dear to your heart. This is the same concept. It's just virtual. So literally what you have is a system where, you know, you, you purchase um, a card, right, which is actually a highlight or a moment, as they call it, um, where, you know, it might be one of your favorite LeBron dunks. It could be one of your, you know, favorite Giannis blocks. It could be one of your favorite Westbrook assists. It could be a, a, a tremendous or, you know, um, Kyrie Irving handles. It could be any of those things, right, on the blockchain um, using this um, system called, um, I think it's called Flow, um, like Flow blockchain and Dapper, um, you know, to utilize to be able to, you know, facilitate this. And you can go on that site, create your thing, create your, um, you know, what your your login, and actually purchase these moments on the internet. Once you purchase these moments, what you can then do is you can trade it with other people um, using, you know, blockchain and crypto, or you can actually like go to a marketplace facilitated within the website of NBA Top Shot, where you can like um, try to buy other people's um, cards that they're putting up. 
And, you know, the cool thing about it is, you know, when they when they drop, sometimes they drop packs. And the packs cost $9, and you get, like, three random cards in a pack. When they drop a pack and you get three random cards, you could get some very rare cards, some very valuable cards. And you only paid $9 for the pack because it was random. And you might say, okay, this sounds very childish, very kiddish, right? Now, let me tell you, let me look up some of the prices of some of the cards that exist on this NBA Top Shop app that I'm talking about, right? Because you might say, oh, like, this is a waste of time. Like, what is this really? You know, all of those types of things might run through your head, right? Right now, right, there's a Tyler Hero jump shot, right? Tyler Hero jump shot going for $999, right? And that's the lowest ask, meaning it's probably a card that is not the most desirable. The most desirable cards are going to have lower serial numbers, right? Because if they release a pack of 10,000 cards... The cards that are like number one, number two, number three are going to be the most valuable. You know, Tyler Hero's number is going to be valuable. The number one is going to be valuable. Maybe the year that he was drafted is going to be a valuable card number. Maybe his birth date or birth year is going to be a valuable card number. So there's all these different things that make a card more valuable than the next. Um, But if I go into that, if I click into that, um, you know, highlight. um, So like I said, the lowest price that somebody was selling it for was $1,000. But... The serial number one um, moment is worth $24,000. Tyler Hero's number isn't listed, but it should be probably above $100,000 in price. Um, So that just gives you, you know, kind of like um, a way to think about it. And so this is Tyler Hero, right? I'm talking about Tyler Hero card, right? He is basically a rookie at this point. You know, he's he's really early in his career. Um, So that's Tyler Hero, right? And... He has a card that's worth $1,000, right? In a pretty, I mean, it's not the most limited series, right? There's, there's $10,000 in that pack. Um, I said, I said 10,000. 10,000 cards in that pack or 10,000 moments in that pack. Now, when you get to a player like LeBron, right? LeBron James, who is a player who might have a pack that only has like 75 cards. Imagine the price of a LeBron card. I know a LeBron card sold for like $208,000 recently. And Terry Rozier was selling a card of his for, I think, like, or, or somebody was trying to buy his card for, like, $100,000. Um, so it just gives you perspective on how much money is in this thing called NBA Top Shot. And the reason why it's hard for me to explain is because it's really so fresh and it's been around not too long, but it encompasses this sort of new marketplace that the world is in in terms of like crypto and blockchain. Like you guys are hearing about Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, Litecoin, you're hearing all of these things and it's hard to really make sense of it all. But this is kind of like a direct application of that where, you know, your ownership is in crypto. And, you know, crypto kind of has a way of using blockchain to really define and, you know, solidify ownership where you're the only one who can own something unless you decide to sell it to somebody or give it away on that platform. You know, um, there's there's a lot of value in it. So I decided I wanted to come and just, you know, breathe life into the podcast with NBA Top Shot because, you know, I'm on it. I only have like seven moments. Um, I decided to, you know, buy a little buy a little something in there. Um, I have like a Steven Adams highlight. I have um, a Dinwiddie highlight from the Brooklyn Nets. I have Tyler Hero. I have Draymond Green. I have Giannis Attentacumpo's little brother. Um, who else do I have? I have one more. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Larry Nance. 
Um, I have a Larry Dance um, card too. So you know, you you know, it's it's strategic, and I could get a little bit into it if you want me to kind of delve into the depths of NBA Top Shop. I could definitely do that on the next episode. Um, but if you haven't, I would suggest making an account. You know, what I'm saying it's like. You know, you don't have to buy anything per se, but at least, you know, make an account just so you can kind of, you know, understand the marketplace. It's fresh. It's early. And the reason why I decided to bring it on this podcast is because I see people hustling on it. People are flipping cards like day in and day out. Um, you know, people are buying a card for $100, selling it for 150 taking that 150 buying two other cards, selling those for more, you know, based on what happens in the league, like, you know. So it, it's it's quite interesting, to say the least. And that's why I brought it here, because it is a hustle. Um, people are using it to hustle. And it's another form of investments. And NFTs are just starting. They're just hitting the ground. This is the first major one that we've seen, like a partnership with, like, you know, um, sports like the NBA and stuff like that. But there's many more to come. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm invested and I'm going to keep analyzing it, keep learning about it and keep engaging with the community so that I can understand it and, you know, utilize it. Because I was one of the early people kind of in Bitcoin. I want to say I was late, but I was early. So, I mean, when Bitcoin had hit its highs, I mean, I had times forward my money, right? Or times five did. So I was kind of early, but there's other people who times 20 and times 50 did, right? So I'm not the earliest. Same with NBA Top Shot. I heard about it, but like I said, I was on vacation. By the time I got to it, I was really late, but not too late because I'm one of the first 100,000 users. Think about it this way. How many fans are there of the NBA in the United States? How many fans are there of the NBA globally? That should give you a perspective on where this could really go. And the fact that it's kind of just now getting started and it's only been popular for about a week. People are still struggling to be able to access the site. But you've heard it here on the Hustle Class podcast, right? So I'm glad that I was able to touch on that. Um, but, you know, any questions, definitely send an email. And I will try to go more into it next episode because I'll probably have more information. Right now, I just know that it's really cool. It's lit. Um, markets happen in cycles. Don't get in and just buy everything that you see. Right. You get in it. You you have to understand the system that you're in and then make purchases. I've I've been really patient. I was really tempted to buy a lot of stuff, really tempted to double down on a lot of positions in terms of buying moments because I was like, oh, Tyler Hero. I bought that for sixty dollars. I bought that for sixty dollars. That was my very first moment I bought. Didn't know what I was doing. Just bought it for sixty. I saw it go to two hundred dollars. I was like, yo, I need to buy more. But what I told myself is, you know what? Let's understand this ecosystem. As more and more cards were dropping, the value of that 60 kept dropping too. So I realized that there's sort of like a cycle on when to sell and when to buy. And you should kind of follow that system when it comes to um, NBA Top Shot. So it's a new ecosystem. So a lot of us are trying to understand it because even the people who've been in it haven't been in it where it's this rapid. This is the most rapid it's been. People who were in it earlier kind of were able to get cards for like $2, $1, $3, $10, and they're sitting on that. But now it's like, the actual buying and selling and trading, you know, kind of like options trading for like sports cards uh, or, you know, these sports highlights. It's, it's very interesting and it's very difficult to understand right now. So we're in a really interesting ecosystem that if you are able to create an account and just understand how things are moving, plug yourself into certain Twitters, plug yourself into the right YouTube channels and just kind of understand what the ecosystem is. You could find yourself on a really on a side of a lot of luck, you know, when you snipe a card that just happened to be undervalued because somebody just wanted to get rid of it um, to, to get some capital. Right. Because the same way. Why would somebody sell Tesla? Like you're like, well, Tesla's going crazy. I would never sell it. Somebody's trying to sell it because they need the capital. And that might happen in this ecosystem. So it's just about understanding it so that when you prepare yourself and opportunity finds you, 
you know, people call it luck, but you knew that it was always brewing from the from the very beginning. Um, so that's enough on NBA Top Shot. Um, and there's more NFTs out there. I would say do your research, you know, look it up. I'll definitely touch on it more, but we only have but so much time on the podcast, right? So um, done with NFTs, done with um, NBA Top Shot. Now let's get into some of the stuff that I was able to get today or some of the stuff that I'm looking at. So my good friend, um, Saeed Ahmed, um, put me on to um, this this thing called um, Apex Clearinghouse. Now, a lot of us know about um, Shamath, right? You know, we all hear the good things a lot of people say about um, Shamath because, you know, he he's a trailblazer um, in terms of angel investing and just kind of, you know, finding value in people and finding value in companies and things of that nature. Um, you know, people, a lot of people love him for who he is and what he represents, um, to, you know, to, um, a lot of the generations that are around right now. And so I definitely, um, you know, I'm always interested in things that he might have to say or things that he might be looking to, um, put his money up for, or, you know, start, you know, building positions towards, right? So what's interesting is, um, there's what they call the fintechs of fintechs. Um, it's called, you know, Apex Clearinghouse. And my good friend, like I said, Saeed Ahmed, um, had texted me and told me, hey, like this thing called Apex Clearinghouse, um, I think Chamath is going to bring it um, to the market or he's going to try to help it come to the market, um, you know, little pipe deal. And, um, you know, he did his due diligence. He did his research. I was like, you know what, let me bring it here because at the end of the day, we can all eat. Just because I got into it today does not mean that the opportunity doesn't still exist, right? You, you're gonna look it up, do your due diligence, consult your with your financial advisor, and then you're gonna make a decision, right? Um, but what what's Apex Clearinghouse does, and what's cool about them is, you know, they power innovation um, and focus on like customer accounts and clients and crypto accounts and digital services, which are financially related. And they, you know, they try to give you that real-time help when it comes to wealth management um, or wealth tech platforms and just anything consumer brand related that's digital. So I really like this company. Um, and so right now they're going to come in through what's known as a SPAC. A SPAC, what I like to say is like another tier of kind of like, um, you know, angel investing. So what happens is, right, when, some, when a company like Airbnb is going to go public, um, all the money that goes into them before they actually go public, none of us see it. We see it when it actually comes out onto the market. The cool thing about a SPAC is, you know, a lot of that funding happens, but they kind of pre-bring it out on the market for other people to be able to invest and support it. And then the deal goes through and then they actually show up on the market. So a SPAC creates room for a company to come into the market and you can invest in the SPAC. And then the SPAC brings in the company and your shares turn from the SPAC to the company's shares. And now you own the company. So I actually bought... Um, a couple shares of this um, SPAC called Northern Star. Um, and the reason why I bought um, some of the Northern Star is because that is the SPAC that Apex Clearinghouse is going to come through. Um, and, you know, that SPAC is, um, I think, tickered NSTB. I'll drop it in the, um, I'll drop it in the notes. Um, 
and yeah, that that spec is is gonna come out, and it's gonna be great. It's gonna be lit, um, in my opinion. But definitely consult with your financial advisors because we never know how things are gonna go. Um, the reason why I was able to get it so cheap, for example, is because the market has really taken a big hit in the last five days. Like I have not been in the market at all, but it's been terrible. Um, people have been lose, losing money left and right just because um, there's a lot of correction going on in the market. And, you know, the the GameStop and AMC mooning has doesn't help at all either because what happens is a lot of people dump their other positions that aren't working, that aren't looking too good. And they fund these, you know, uh, meme stocks is what they like to call them, you know, the stonks. So, you know, that's uh, something to consider. Um, but I really like this investment. Um, you know, I'm, I'm laying in bed and I'm, I'm setting my feet and we'll see what happens. Um, another thing that I chose to do is I, I averaged down on NNDM. Um, that's um, a um, a chip company. Um, I think they do 3D printing for chips and like some sort of like synthetic way of making chips that's not like physical human beings putting it together. Really like them. Um, you know, Kathy Woods and and her um, Ark Investments have bought some of that, so I'm interested. Um, and I like companies generally with good debt to equity ratios. Um, that's that's my bread and butter personally. Um, starting to get more into understanding margin. But debt to equity is kind of where, I, where, I, where I'm at right now. Um, and then another company I bought more of was Givo, GVO. Um, you know, I, I really like that company. I feel like they have a lot of potential. Nice debt to equity. And so I ended up, you know, buying more of that. Um, sold out of my solo. Um, I just, solo is just not really moving at all. Um, and, you know, I've always told myself I didn't want to rush out of a position. You know, if I believed in it, I wanted to stay in it. But I was chilling on solo. I was like, you know what, I'm going to just let it go. Um, so I let solo go to free up capital to be able to um, purchase more of other things. So, you know, I'm looking at getting into other things. Um, another thing that I got into just because um, I heard Mark Cuban talking about, um, you know, gambling heavy. And I was like, okay, gambling is going to be a little big, um, especially this upcoming year um, with, you know, COVID and stuff probably getting out of the way and people wanting to enjoy life because, you know, life is short. Um, let me see if I can find something. And I ended up finding some sort of like gaming one. I just looked at a bit of the financials and they looked all right. So I, you know, I, I bought, you know, five shares to see what it do. I did buy it a little expensive um, just because I, I kind of I kind of bought shares just to, just to sort of like track it. Um, I do that sometimes. Probably might not be the best practice, but, you know, I'm not perfect and I'm not a financial advisor. I just kind of do what I want in the market. Right. So um, I ended up buying a couple shares just to see what it does. Um, and you know, I don't know what, what it's going to look like. Honestly, don't know much about the company, but we'll see what ends up happening. Um, I, I want to get the ticker for you guys. Give me a second. Um, the ticker for that company that I got today is GMBL, GMBL, and it's called Esports Entertainment Group. Um, actually, I, I think i'm a little up today oh no i'm not up i'm down because even though it's doing well i did kind of buy it at a premium and like i said i just bought it to kind of track it that's why i didn't buy that many shares i bought five you know if it did something crazy you know that five would have been good but i just bought five to kind of just you know set my set my initial price and as it goes down i'll probably just average down into my position um even though the technicals look like i mean it could be headed down um i doubt it um we'll see what their earnings looks like um they already had earnings and they didn't beat it um but you know now that earnings is done i feel like we can get some real organic movement with that stock um 
oh, this thing is not letting me see the financials again. Um, okay, yeah, so great. I've come to the financials. First of all, it's a strong buy according to um, you know my platforms I use, and then the debt to equity ratio is super low. Um, way more assets than debt. Um, and the price to book is a little high. That's something I don't like, but um, it could always be higher. So I'm not, you know, I'm not ignorant. I feel like as more money comes in, you know, it might, that price to book value might reduce, um, with better earnings. Right. So we'll see how things go. You know, New Jersey's looking at potentially making, you know, gambling legal. So we'll see what happens with this group. Um, in terms of how it works in the U.S., um, they said GMBL is in a bullish pennant, so we'll see if it breaks out of that. Um, yeah, but I really like the stock. Um, that's something else I'm looking at. And so, yeah, I'm looking at those, and we'll see what ends up happening. Um, like I said, if you have any questions, always reach out to, to me or the show. Please support us. Please share this with friends. Please let people know um, this is free game every week, once a week. I try my best, um, no matter how stressed out I am, no matter how things are going. I always try to keep this on my radar and try to make it so I can give people games so that they can implement things almost immediately. Like, you know what I'm saying? Always consulting with your financial advisor, please, because I am just a young dude from the curve who just likes to have fun in the market like i literally it's entertainment it's education just so people can know um but i always want people to go ahead and you know book those appointments with their financial advisors because they're going to give you the true game um or the, or the reality of what i'm saying as in like oh this guy's spewing nonsense or oh that's pretty right let's see how we can make it work um but those are going to be your guys and so um, I appreciate the time. I appreciate the energy. Like I said, NBA Top Shot, do your research. NFTs, do your research. Crypto, wallets, crypto in general, do your research, right? The stocks we talked about, GMBL, don't forget it, right? NNDM, don't forget it. GEVO, don't forget it. GameStop and AMC could take off. They could take off. I'm not in them. Be careful if you're trying to short them or get puts because when stocks skyrocket like that uncontrollably, it's hard to make money on it at all. If you missed it, you kind of missed it. It could keep going, but it's kind of like what happens is premiums increase for options, implied volatility kicks in, it skyrockets and shoots down. Theta decays and all that stuff also play their roles and their and their factors and price action is just very hard to to follow. Now, for those of you who have positions in good stuff outside the market, I hope that on these red days you average down, right? The 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 true psychology of the market is buy on red, sell on green. In terms of positions that you have that you've done your research on, you've done your due diligence and you know they're good or whatever. When it's red, that's when you're looking to buy. When it's green, that's when you're looking to sell. A lot of people think otherwise because green means go and red means stop. But the psychology is reversed when it comes to the stock market, right? So um, the things to keep in mind, and also because of the GameStop and AMC, if you do have stocks and positions and they look a little rocky over the next one or two days, do not worry. 
a lot of things happen when the game stop and AMC things happen the first time. It literally happened a month ago. I don't know why I didn't think it would happen a month later. Should have been, you know, on my, um, you know, Zodiac stuff. Um, but, you know, basically um, what's going to happen, what could happen is, you know, a lot of the stuff in the market, like I said, people take their money out of it and put it into these GameStop and AMC, which will bring the overall market down. Um, you know, hold the hold the ship, you know, um, hold the ropes. Um, don't let go. Some people hit me up very concerned about how their portfolios are looking. I'm like, you know what? Did you buy some more today? Did you? Okay. All right. You got to consult your financial advisor and make sure that, you know what I'm saying, you, you're taking advantage of these red days. Because, you know, the the only thing that a lot of people wish in a lot of circumstances is that they bought the dip. People would have told you, dang, when I saw Tesla come down in COVID, when I saw Bitcoin come down, when I saw this come down, I wished I would have. And even though they wish they would have, when they see these other circumstances show up, they still don't act on it. So I want you guys to really practice what we're preaching here. And, you know, like I said, always, and I'm going to say it 50 times on, on the show, 100 times outside the show, consult with your financial advisors. And so this is a long episode, a lot of information to digest, but it is digestible. Please make sure you send it to people. Even if you don't want to send the whole episode to people, take some notes, send it to people who need it, and let's, let's get this money. All right, thank you for hustling with me. I pray that more people hustle with me later. All right, y'all. Peace.